Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a J-M-I-E, your 8,951st favorite podcast host, and always, you're chirping down the road of nerdiness. And today's episode can only be summed up in one word. Shazam! That's right, the DC film Shazam has just been released. I have just seen it, and I am about to re- View it, um, as always, when it comes to the Nerdpool Podcast, spoilers are coming because I can't keep my mouth shut, and even when I try to not spoil, times I end up spoiling. So let's just jump right in. The story of Shazam revolves around a wizard trying to find a champion to take over for him. He finds his champion in Billy Batson. The evil bad of this is a kid named Thad, who in the 70s, was recruited by the wizard, but proved he wasn't pure of heart by being tempted by the seven deadly sins and taking the eye, um, which basically means he was tempted by the dark side. Now, this movie is... This movie really showed me why I I like comic book movies. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to say that this movie isn't great and it's this and that. This movie is fun on so many levels. This is what you get when Superman meets Big. And if you've seen the Big, if you've seen Big, it's the um, classic comedy from the '80s where Tom Hanks is a child who becomes an adult, goes on to work at a toy fact or toy manufacturing company, you know, and just shows people what it's like to be a kid again. This is exactly what this is. As you get a 14-year-old, almost 15-year-old who is bestowed with the powers of, you know, all the Greek gods, uh, Samson, Hercules, Achilles, uh, Zeus, Mercury, and Archimedes? Archimedes? Anyway, he gets both super speed, super strength, flying, just, and being able to manipulate lightning. I mean, it's a fun aspect this this kid, Billy Batson, was left at a fair in the movie when he was, you know, three, when he was three, four, five years old. He was really young. His mother, he gets separated from his mother trying to find a little compass ball that his mom won for him at a dark game. He gets taken that she never tries to find him again, which tells you, I mean, ba- and later on in the story, you find out her reasoning behind it and why she never looked for him. But it's it's bullshit that... Her reasoning was that she was 17 and her his father was a piece of garbage and she just couldn't take care of him. And she saw when he got separated, she saw him with the police. and was like, they'll, they'll be able to take care of you better than I could. And when he finds him living only a couple train stops away from where his foster parents are, you know, she's living in a damn uh, apartment building with, a, with what you would think is an abusive husband. She's got a job as a waitress or something like that. You could tell she's not doing well. And while she might have been right, she doesn't seem like she gives two shits about Billy. She doesn't seem like she cared about Billy. Still doesn't. Tells him, in fact, that this isn't a good time. And, you know, this kid has spent his whole life trying to find her. And it's it's a terrible thing. It, it's terrible. His mom's the true villain of this film, to me. 
But anyway, we get to see Billy as he gets the powers and his foster family, which is hilarious. Everyone in his foster family plays their role right when you have Darla, the little sister, who who thinks, you know, we're all family, and she's just hugging everybody. You have the older sister who's applying for college and is worried about leaving. You have the two parents who are foster children themselves, you know, who are just trying to bring these kids in, give them a place of love because they know what it's like to not be quote-unquote wanted or, you know, have a place to call home or be loved. You have his brother who's trying to show him the ways of being a superhero who's, you know, walked with a crutch and has illnesses, and you can tell the the jealousy that happens. And then they have their other brother, which never, or we have, they have another brother which plays video games all the time, and that's just his main goal. And then another brother which doesn't really talk that much, he's kind of keeps to himself. And I kind of think he's gay. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but no, later on when they go, they end up at a strip club after leaving uh, Palace. It, it's a joke that you have to see. And they're all in there, and they've got Darla's eyes, the youngest one, covered. And she's like, why can't I see anything? And then the boy I was just talking about says, you know, well, well, that's not really my thing. You know, I don't know if it's talking about, you know, just the strip club or if he's talking about the fact that it's women. Don't know, don't care. It's a funny little scene. But we get to see him as he goes forward and moves forward, realizing what powers he does have. We get to hear all these different names from Captain Sparklefingers to, you know, Captain Lightning Hands, to the Red Cyclone. They keep giving him different names and different, you know, as he learns new powers, they'll give him different powers. We get to see the videos of him training, trying to figure out his powers. We get to see him getting set on fire. We get to see, you know, don't try this at home. Um, Him trying to fly, him punching through brick walls and pillars. Um, We get to see that he doesn't have laser vision. But he has, you know, lightning bolts, fingers, cap, hits the captain, sparkle fingers. We get, we, this film is chock full of fun. It's chock full of laughs and serious moments and action scenes, which it kind of takes the superhero tropes and turns them on their head. This doesn't have the big final battle, you know, that you're used to. This has a bunch of you know a bunch of comedic parts to it the first battle between the big bad and shazam is basically shazam running from him the whole time he's throwing toys at him he's trying to escape it's when he first learns to fly because he doesn't know how to be a hero he doesn't know how to be a superhero at this point he's just been taking selfies and you know doing lightning show shooting lightning at his fingers and taking money for selfies and stuff like this that's that's generally what he's he's done. You know, he hasn't had to really be a hero yet. He's taking, you know, he's stopped a couple robberies or something, but he hasn't actually been that that superhero or met that villain that that counteracts everything he does. And when he first meets him, he doesn't know he doesn't know how to act. He doesn't know how to respond to that adversity. You know, it was all the fun and games up until that point, and now that shits hit the fan. He doesn't know how to respond to it. He doesn't know how to act to it. And it's just him running and trying to hide and not wanting to be the hero that he is, even though he's been given the powers to be the he- to be that hero. Excuse me. It's a well-shot movie. This is probably one of the better movies that DC has done recently. I know people, you know, aren't going to... They're they're not gonna care. It's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea. But for me, this was 
if you know the character of Shazam, which I'm not a huge Shazam person, I've watched a little bit about it, you know, I mean, I've read a little bit about Shazam, and I've read a little bit of Shazam, but this seems like they're, they're catching the tone of what it is as a kid who's bestowed these powers and is trying to cope with being a hero while at the same time still being a kid. Uh, the main gripes I have with this film are A's, uh, the use overabundant use of muscle suits. I know people are like, no, Zachary Levy, Levy, Levi, Levi, however you pronounce his name. He got in shape for this role. He might have, but that's a muscle suit. That's a muscle suit if I've ever seen a muscle suit. That's a muscle suit on me or anybody else. And it's really, to me, it's too bulky and it looks a little too cartoonish for me nitpicky little things you know and then at the end when his entire family gets bestowed that power of Shazam as they take the place of the wizards all the guys are wearing these muscle suits and the girls aren't but you know it's just too many muscle suits for me it just again it looks over bulky overproduced and it just I don't know it didn't fit the film but this is a different tone it seems like DC is going a different way than the darkness of the Zack Snyder universe, you know, the Batman v Supermans, the Man of Steels, uh, the Suicide Squads, these tones that were set for the film, for the their DC, their universe their, of DC films, it doesn't look like they're following that per se anymore with what Aquaman was and with this especially. This is more lighthearted, you know, there are some darker moments in it, but this is more of a lighthearted, you know, film and it seems to me like DC might be finding their niche of not trying to, not trying to copy Marvel, you know, doing their own thing, doing some of the movies that aren't maybe as well known, and also that they might be finding a niche by, you know, just treading it lightly, taking not taking everything as dark and brooding. You know, you don't have to do that for Batman. That works. You know, you can do a dark film for Batman, but some of the other characters like this or. Superman, you know, you can't do these dark, brooding universes. It doesn't work for that style of film. It doesn't work for that style of character. This film is really, really enjoyable. It has a pretty good soundtrack. Um, the acting in it, again, the kids are amazing. And, you know, all the kids play their part perfectly. The jokes are well-timed. The movie kind of drags at times during it but you know you're trying to get the backstory here it sets up the sequel and we get a we get a little hint of uh, what's to come with black adam uh which will be played by dwayne the rock johnson as the wizards telling billy bats in the story of you know the shazam name and he mentions he doesn't say black adam but he mentions his character he mentions him using it to take revenge on cities you see him destroying egypt so basically they gave you a black adam cameo without actually having the rock in it because i don't think they could afford the rock they couldn't even get henry cavill to do it which they wanted we do get a superman cameo at the very end but it's not really a superman cameo as it's not henry cavill it's actually his uh stunt double i believe in the superman outfit but it's pretty cool they're at lunch you know the host running gag was his brother told him that he knew the uh, Red Cyclone or Shazam, and he said he would meet him for lunch. He didn't, so the kids, he's being made fun of, he's being picked on. And then, in this, at the end, all of his family is sitting there eating with him. They took their, you know, switch to 
their lunch there, and he shows up as Shazam, sits down, talking about, you know, this kid taught me everything I know, and, you know, he's the coolest kid ever. And he leans, leans in and says, I hope I invited a friend, I hope you don't mind. And we see the from the neck up, from the neck downs on camera, the neck up is hidden. We see Superman walk in holding a tray of food and sit down to have lunch with the family. Now, the thing is that this his brother is a big, you know, superhero fan. He's got a batarang, a replica batarang. He bought a bullet off of eBay with a certificate of authenticity, so you know that it's real. That was shot at Superman and bounced off, you know, and we find out, you know, that he he's the kid that wishes he could have superpowers and wishes he could be what Billy Batson is. And at the end, he ends up getting powers. Now, I don't know if those powers are forever. I don't know if those powers are forever. I don't know if they'll be, you know, if he'll be able to use them again or if it's just a one-time thing. But if anything, for that one time, he's able to fly and he's able to be him. Um, when they're training, you know, they're trying to find out what powers he does have. He's trying to fly. He can't really fly at first. He says, what about going invisible? Which hearts him back to a question he asked Billy before. Would you rather be able to fly or be invisible? And he said, most people want to fly because they think that's what a hero is. But being invisible, being able to sneak around, he goes, that could be more of a villain thing. He said, in fact, they did a study that when it's a whole, totally anonymous and your name's not out there, that, you know, the majority of people chose him invisibility because he said that he thinks that deep down it proves that people don't think they're really a hero and it's kind of a a foreshadowing of what's coming as billy doesn't see himself as really the hero billy sees himself as a you know just just a kid that's down on his luck he's trying to find his mother he doesn't have time for you know he doesn't want to get close to anybody he doesn't want to get close to his new family his foster family because he doesn't feel that you know, a family can help him in any way, shape, or form. He feels like he can take care of himself, that, you know, you just got to look out for number one. And through the film, he he realizes that family is what's important to him. He has had a family this whole time. And we see him grow as not only a kid, but as a hero through the film of accepting his foster family, the love that they give him, accepting his responsibility of being a superhero i mean it's just, it's just a well it is a well done film and again it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea i get that some people are gonna crap on it some people are gonna say that it's not entertaining or you know and it's over the top it's too cartoonish it's too gimmicky you know whatever but for me i go into these films i try to go in generally and i thought i really thought this film was gonna suck because again the muscle suit was just turning me off and i was like oh lord this is not gonna be good and I walked out going, wow, that's that's actually good. And it drug me in. And, you know, if you can change somebody's mind, that's a that's a good time. This is a film you can bring your kids to see. Uh, you know, it's not over the top. It's not crazy. It's not, you know, vi that violent. It doesn't have a lot of cussing in it. You know, it works for a family film, a comedy, on the level of, like I said, it's like a super band meets big. And for a comic book movie or a superhero movie, I think it's a breath of fresh air from what we're used to in the tropes and, and the, the what Marvel does. And it's not following that, trying to play catch up. It's like, I'm, we're going to be our own thing. We're going to do our own thing. Now, while we had Superman, is this connected to the other DC universe? I don't know. Uh, I think there's, I think DC and Warner Brothers are still trying to figure out how to actually incorporate all this, how to actually put it together. I think they're still trying to just 
find their place and find their footing in this in this cinematic universe and it's doing it's doing well it's having fun and I really enjoy it I really really enjoy this you know and I think that anybody who's a fan of this podcast will enjoy it if you don't you know that's fine it's might not be what you like it might not be what you expect I know there are some people out there who expect the Zack Snyder DC type of films and that's what they love and that's what they they want because it's more dark and brooding and grounded in reality quote unquote but this isn't that this isn't what you you know this is more lighthearted like I said the fight scenes aren't incredibly violent they're not you know there's aren't things getting blown up they're not destroying city blocks it's a kid fighting a man who is just looking for just looking to be what he's always wanted to be, you know, as a kid, the villain's uh, dad was calling him a whiny little, you know, whiny little shit, and they, he was saying that, you know, he would never be nothing, and then the wizard, when he realized he wasn't pure of heart, the wizard told him that, you know, you'll never be good enough, and he spent his whole life trying to prove that he's good enough, and when he gets these powers, and he finally, you know, joins the dark side, quote-unquote, basically, it's just a story of him trying to prove that he's good enough to you know, he's he's better than what his father thought. He's better than what his brother thought. He's just trying to prove himself good enough. And I'm not saying he's right because he's completely evil in the subject as he's possessed by the seven deadly sins. But this is a kid who was told he wasn't good enough forever and wants to prove finally that he is good enough and that he can truly once again prove that he is he, he was deserving and that he was the best choice. I mean, he spent his entire life, 30-plus years, trying to prove that he was worthy to this wizard and trying to get back to this wizard. And when he does, he joins the dark side of the force. You know, he's tempted by the Palpatine. I mean, that's not what it is. Again, all in all, uh, well shot, enjoyable, acting's good. This this film is this film's what, you, which, what I expect going forward with DC. And it's fun. They got my money, and I'll see it again, you know, and while we got we got the Joker film coming up, which is completely a 180 from this, and you know just what and the Suicide Squads are going to be coming, it seems like DC's trying to find their footing, but they're not exactly following a trope where everything has to be in the same tone and shot in the same light. And I think that might be the best bet for them. But let's not forget that they still have to have their universe somewhat connected to put them together. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they can find a way around it. But to me, it seems like if you're going to use all of your core characters, you've got to at least find a way to integrate them all together. But, you know, uh, that's going to be it. Thank you all for listening to the Shazam podcast from the Nerdpool podcast. I want to say a special thank you to everybody who came out for the Walk MS 2019 event that took place this past weekend, um, April 13th, you guys, you guys were amazing, it was raining its butt off, and everybody was still there, and we were still having, you know, fun and walking for a great cause, if you guys would like to donate to help bring awareness and find a cure, you can donate by going to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society.com, and just, just help in the fight against multiple sclerosis, again, you know, it, it hits home with me, so, if you can, that would, that would be a big help, thank you all to everybody that supported through that walk and then for the walks to come. Uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast. 
If you want, follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Follow me on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Look, I haven't streamed for Twitch on for months, and I know and people are like, why aren't you streaming? I've got to get new equipment. I've said it before, and it's just, man, I've had so much going on recently. I just haven't had time to do it, but I promise that it will be coming, and I'm going to be doing streaming events and everything for, you know, charities and and just for the fans out there. So thank you all again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Go see Shazam because I'm pretty sure you will like it. I'm pretty sure that, you know, you're going to laugh at it and you're going to come out going, that that's a fun, fun time. So until next time, see ya. Shazam! Oh, okay.